0: Welcome to the Porter Project, an all-in-one podcast that looks to motivate, entertain, and take your mind off of everything that's going on in the world. We will talk wrestling, video games, TV shows, music, movies, as well as stories for myself and special guests from all aspects of life who will talk about the trials and tribulations and how they got to where they are today. Another episode of The Porter Project, and I told you all that very soon I was going to have another special guest, and here we are, my man Craig Cooper, host of The Walking purpose podcast his podcast is on all podcast platforms i am on an episode of his podcast episode 20 to be exact and i said that i was gonna get him on mine and finally after months and months of putting it off here we are finally I get to interview my man, Craig Cooper, and we sit down and talk about any and everything about his love for that football team without a name. We talk about how he overcame depression. We talk about how we met and how we connected because for our love of fitness and for wrestling. We also talk about the importance of having a positive circle to help navigate and motivate through this thing we call life so i want you all to sit back and enjoy this podcast but before i get down with this interview you know i gotta give my superstar spotlights first starting off with my special guest craig cooper Host of the Walking Purpose podcast. You can catch his podcast on all podcast platforms. You could also catch him on all social media platforms. His lady love Tanzania Fair, host of the Unlocking Your Freedom podcast. You can catch that podcast on all podcast platforms as well as catch her on all social media platforms. My man Brian Idol, professional wrestler, this man has been all across the globe, from the East Coast to the West Coast, from the United States to Japan, and hopefully very, very soon you will see him standing across the ring from yours truly. It will be a classic matchup, I guarantee. Hopefully soon we can make that happen. My man, O'Shea Edwards, professional wrestler for Ring of Honor and Future Future of Honor. You can catch him on all social media platforms. He is part of Shane Taylor Promotions. You can catch them ripping up the scene in Ring of Honor. Natalia Markova. The Russian. She is from Russia, uh, but she is based in Florida right now. You can catch her on Instagram, Russian at crush, and Twitter, Real in Markova. My man Velvet Jones, another future guest, hopefully very very soon. But you can catch his podcast called The Anthony Velvet Hall. Podcast. He is a former professional wrestler who I am trying to squeeze one more match out of him. I still want my rematch, but now he is ripping up the scene, getting into acting. You can catch some of his movies and uh, TV shows that he's been a part of. Uh, you know, just listen to the podcast. Go out your way and listen to it. Uh, And hopefully you'll hear him on the Porter Project very, very soon. Now we're going to finally get into a little professional wrestling. A place that I look to make my return to hopefully very, very soon. Reality of Wrestling, which is owned by the two-time, two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T. They're a small promotion out of Texas City, Texas that work hard for their artists. Sword Championship Wrestling which is now O-I-W-A out of Dallas, Texas. It is owned by formerly of Men on a Mission fame, Sir Mo. You can catch their shows on youtube as well as catch them on all social media platforms ftw out of tampa florida a place that i also look to make my return to very very soon you catch them on all social media platforms you could also catch them on youtube as well and finally Merlin Championship Wrestling, my home promotion. You can catch them on all social media platforms as well as their website, merlinwrestling.com. Also, they have a podcast, The MCW Cast. You can catch that on facebook live every tuesday at eight o'clock it is a very very good show you could also download or subscribe and like their podcast on all podcast platforms it is really spreading to all the different podcast platforms so go out your way and also give that a listen as well now as promised We will bring you my special interview with my special guest, Craig Cooper. So sit back, relax. We'll be back in a minute with my interview with Craig Cooper. All right, welcome to the Porter Project. I got my man Craig Cooper on the show today. Finally, 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 I did his podcast ever since last year, before I even started mine. And we said we were going to connect and, you know, do mine. And here we are finally, what, like eight months later, finally getting this done. So, uh, for my listeners that may not know who you are, let us know who you are, what you got going on. Yeah,
1: uh, again, thanks, man. I really appreciate this opportunity for your podcast. I'm super proud of you. Um, my name is Craig Cooper. I'm the CEO and founder of Uplift Kings. I have a podcast, and I'm a mental health advocate su- surviving depression suicide and audiations for
0: 11 years. All right. Um, so you said, uh, you, um, you survived, uh, depression, you know, you overcame that, uh, for 11 years. What exactly helped you overcome all that? And, well, first, how did depression come on and how did you overcome it?
1: You know, the further that I get away from what happened in my past and I continue to work on myself, I realized where it started from. And for me, I feel like my depression and suicide ideation started around third grade when I got pulled out of class into a, a special ed class. And I got called retarded from one of the teachers. And one of those things where, like, unfortunately, your negative thoughts continue to follow you as, as a teen, as a young adult, as a grown man. And that's when that, the whole trickle-down effect, unfortunately, happened for me of having those negative thoughts placed on myself and believing those wrong statements about myself that wasn't true, you know?
0: Okay, cool. Cool. So fast forward, uh, you know, years later, uh, we have 2020 and we all know that 2020 has been a very challenging year. Uh, but, um, it, it also, taught us a lot about ourselves about others uh what has 2020 uh taught you and what did you accomplish in 2020 that you been meaning to get done and but never had a opportunity to do it and you finally did it in
1: 2020 you know that's a great question um before, you know, the pandemic happened and everything, I was, like, burnt out, you know, working, like, 12, 13 hours. I needed time to pause and reflect. It's unfortunate that the pandemic happened. Unfortunately, people passed away. That's That's the very unfortunate part, you know. But some of us have, were able to take advantage of having that pause moment. No generation before us or after us had six to eight months or a year to actually pause and sit down and reflect on certain things. And I'm one of them who has a chance to just pause and reflect and to pray a lot. And that's where I came up with the vision of Uplift Kings, came up with a podcast, came up with a book deal that got going on right now that's coming out in the future. It's just certain things. And I'm, I'm kind of thankful that I got time to think and relax. I feel like 2020 was a time where I got to do the inner work of myself. You know, it's time you go to the gym, work on your abs, work on your shoulders. But what about the heart? What about the inner? And that's where I really feel like I feel love with myself in a deeper way.
0: Yeah, true that. Uh, same here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was like I was just go, go, go between wrestling shows, the gym, work, uh, you know, everything. Just I was pretty much on autopilot for the longest. And uh, I kept saying, OK, I need a break. You know, I need to relax and chill for a little bit but I was like "Not, nah, gotta get this done got this show coming up that show coming up going back and forth to Florida and uh, Pennsylvania and Texas and all that and finally when the pandemic hit you know of course I was mad because a bunch of shows got canceled uh, but it also same here made me kind of reflect on, you know, just life in general. Uh, Was, um, you know, about to have my daughter. um, And, uh, you know, so it gave me a chance to sit back and look at all the fruits of my labor, I guess. So, so, you know, you got to look at it as the glass being half full so to speak, you know, rather than half empty. Um so, you know, just yeah. Uh so um let's backtrack now, you know, again we're gonna be all over the place with this. Cool, cool, yeah, you know, cool. just just shooting the breeze. So okay. back up to around two thousand and eleven, mm-hmm. um, I uh, I I came to the school um working security mm-hmm. and uh you know I didn't really know anyone. I I know that's the school that my cousin went to, but yeah. uh I didn't know any adults. Uh so tell me about uh your experience when we first met.
1: Oh man, uh I feel like when you came in you were you were like a breath of fresh air in the sense of Cause at the time I was really going through a lot. And 2011, where like is the year where I really started actually working on trying to, trying kind to of find myself and trying to really beat depression and on that road. So, in those moments I'm trying to figure out who I am, I I was angry. It's <laughs> a lot of times when you come in the morning, we have our talks, and I'm venting about some girl who did me wrong, or I'm venting about. The power ranking thing, you know, back in the day.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm venting about uh, and just my like you came in, you didn't, you never judged me, and that was important, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: You're like, okay, well, you gave me some advice, and you know, we had Mr. Power there always, you oh, know, yeah. talk to me too, you know,
0: and yeah. that was like cool a father. Figure.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, come on, come on, come here. And then he come, he come upstairs, and I got the look on my face, and I look angry. He goes, oh shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get that little wave, and it was like, yeah, yeah all right, I mean, man,
1: what's going on? And that was, like, my rookie year in the gym, so I used to go to the gym and work, what, every muscle, every muscle part? For, like, five hours. For like, five hours. I don't know, how in the hell did I do that? Now, looking back on it, just like, bro, just, no, separate your workouts, man, do one thing, then the pre-workouts, and I was like, hey, let me get let me get this made right.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Always it, give
1: me good advice. Something I never forget, for real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, because um, I'm I'm like the guru of supplements, I guess. Uh yeah. <laughs> but uh you said I didn't judge you. So there was two things that I did judge you on. Um and one <laughs> was uh your your supplement game at that time. Uh, it was near core I think. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So uh and now I was like, okay, let's let's try this. And you like that, you just like, oh, oh man, oh man, what else you got? And yeah. you know, it, it, it it just went from there. Um, mm-hmm. so uh now that you have uh a little experience uh in the gym um and with your supplement game, um what what are your workouts looking like now?
1: Oh, a lot better. Um, I'm actually going to add – I'm, I'm going to create a new system for myself to get right for the summer. I'm getting married next year. Got the whole engagement shoe, so I'm going to look a certain way. Right now I'm trying to lean out, so I'm like 265 right now. <laughs> so I really want to cut down a little bit. So right now it's going to be geared towards cardio and geared towards just doing different things. And, you know, I, um, the pre-workout I'm taking right now is called – a. a don't so, only these ones. uh focus, fuck, fuck. Yeah, that one. Oh yeah.
0: That one is the highest stimulant. It's really. Yeah, I know. That's that's what you like. That's what you like. <laughs> so yeah. you know your your. It sounds like your pre workout game is uh, working for you. What about your uh, nutrition? Because um, I know when I was uh, working at Chamberlain with you. Uh, you had your cheat days where you'll go get get a whole pizza and or was it chicken wings and French fries or or whatever? Or, yeah,
1: I know was it was pizza. pizza. It was pizza.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a it was pizza like
1: <laughs> this big. It was. I don't, I don't even do that anymore, but it's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so. My nutrition game is is um, it's okay, but it's getting better. Um, I'm leaning towards the vegan approach. Pretty much. Let's clean out my system and everything like that. So yeah, it's
0: gonna get better. <laughs> yeah. To be okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you got what, a year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. When's the uh
1: photo shoot? I'm gonna do May. May this year. So I got a little time to,
0: right. You know, to get right. You, know. yeah, you could you could do some things by then. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so um and your workouts, are you still doing five hours? Nah, nah, uh, not
1: five hours. Probably a good two, 90 minutes, you know, in and out, weights, cardio, forward, out of there. Oh, okay. You know, I think like if, I, if I do five hours again, I would enjoy the process. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? saying? So it was like, leave that. Okay, I killed it, but leave it for the next workout. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a lot easier doing it like that so are you working out by yourself or with a group or with
0: your fiance? What are you don't?
1: sometimes it's even my fiance, but she's doing her own thing sometimes so we work out together for right now just me right now for right now just me okay
0: and um how uh how important when y'all do work out together how important is that like as far as i mean you know yeah um yeah, how, how important is that for y'all to work out together? Oh, that's a great question. Um,
1: It's very important because we support each other. You know, lot, if I don't feel like getting up or she doesn't feel like getting up, we can just encourage each other. Come on, let's do this. We got motivation. We got a reason why we're doing this. And working out together it's that added motivation. My mom goes, too, sometimes, too. So we just in it together. It's the added motivation and the added
0: support, which is great. Non-stop. Yeah. So you got your two main girls in there with you uh, working <laughs> yeah. out. You know, that's, uh-huh. that, that's cool. Um, so how important is that? And I guess you could kind of say I'm taking a page out of your book. How important uh, is it to have a support system, i.e. your mother, your fiance, your your friends, your cousins, like how important is
1: that? That's a great question because I ran across an old post. I'm not on Facebook anymore right now, but I ran across an old post that I posted in 2010. And the post, this is what it said about It said, uh, God help me. I'm going through a lot. It's like I'm dying inside. You know what I'm saying? And that was when my roughest stage of trying to figure out who I am, and a lot of times when you're going through depression, you're going through grief or something like that, you feel like you're the only one, but sometimes you got to speak out. And I know it's not easy if you're listening and then you're going through that process. What I learned is I have a group of brothers and sisters who have my back to this day. You know, the same people who helped me get through that process of depression, the same people that, we, that I still talk to to this day. You're definitely one of them, you know what I'm saying? Definitely gave me that advice. And it's a two way street also. You know, it's, it's never, like I said, it's never any judgment. You know, someone's going to actually talk to you. And if you don't figure out a way out, let the person vent. A lot of times in my first year when I was trying to figure out who I was, it was like, just, ah, I get this out, I get this out. Yeah. For the person that's, that's venting, they want to hear someone say, I hear you. Yeah. And I don't want to say to somebody, it's going to be okay. What if I don't feel that way right now? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I got your back. And the support system is just great to have. And the, the biggest thing about depression and the biggest lie is thinking that you're all alone. You're not. You're not. You're not the first to go through it, you're not the last. It's a lot of us who've been through that same thing. It may not be that same scenario, but then that same, you know, that same feeling of feeling like you're
0: alone. Right, right. Um, yeah, same here. Uh, you know, it was like it, it seemed like every because, you know, I've worked in quite a few schools, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just, you know, I, I take little things from each school and make it my own and make it work for me, you know, wherever I go. Um, so I know, like, how we used to do the good cop, bad cop thing, you know, and, uh, and, and you know, that was cool. And another thing that uh, connected us was um, was wrestling you know i do wrestling and um and i watch it of course uh so uh how long have you been watching wrestling and what got you into it my grandmother got me into wrestling yeah. <laughs> uh it was
1: back in the, it, i never it's like it was it's 80 87 and she was watching some it was hogan versus somebody i can't remember who it was but she was just like <laughs> She was into me. Uh-huh. My little self, Grandma. What you watch? She goes, "Come here, come watch it with me." Ever since then, I've been hooked. You know, my favorites are Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, um, The Rock, Stone Cold. I like Roman Reigns, Undertaker, Sting, Rock Lesnar. It just because I feel like when you watch wrestling back then, it's kind of an escape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah like you go home. Oh, I can't wait to watch Raw. I can't wait to watch SmackDown. I want to forget about my problems right now and just focus on wrestling It's, it's people people who don't understand it, oh it's fake. it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as you watching a movie. good guy, bad guy, story, yeah, that's entertainment. You know what I'm saying? It's entertainment. We enjoy that process. It's storytelling. there's emotions involved, especially when you go to the shows. it's like, man, <laughs> man. I still
0: love it. I'm watching tonight, matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, same here. Um, My father actually used to take me to all the events at uh, USA Arena, which is now the Boulevard. Uh, But he used to take me to USA Arena, Baltimore Mm -hmm. Arena, taking me to all those events. And it was one day Shawn Michaels came out. And he had just came back from this post concussive syndrome where he got beat up by nine thugs outside of a Syracuse nightclub. And I was just like, and when he came back, that ovation he got, I was like, wow, I want that. Like, I, I want to be popular like that. Years down the line, once I got into it, my views kind of changed and I wanted to be more so the bad guy. But, you know, it's still all the same. It was just like, I too got teased as a kid. Cause I was a fat kid. So, okay. you know, I got teased a lot and, you know, and I, I went back to school uh, after survivor series 95 and was like, I want to be professional wrestling. And people looked at me like, you ain't gonna be a professional wrestler. You're this fat kid. You'll, you'll never make it. And boom, I proved them wrong. Uh, right. But Watching wrestling back in the day was like you said an escape you know mm-hmm. it was to get away from you know all the teasing that I went through and I too was a part of the slow classes they say as they call them you know like yeah. where they take you in this room where it's only like yeah. four or five kids in right, and, right. you know they they're trying to they learn math or reading at a Slower pace than others, so you know I also went through that. But wrestling was uh, was my getaway from all that. So um, you know, same here. I mean, I was a Hogan fan, Ultimate Warrior fan, a Shawn Michaels fan. I actually thought Bret Hart was kind of boring, honestly. I mean, as yeah, I mean, because it was just like <laughs> he was. Like, he was technical, yes, but he wasn't, I guess, charismatic like Shawn Michaels. Okay, I I understand
1: that. Or like Hulk Hogan,
0: you know, where he, you know, Hulk Hogan didn't really have a lot of moves, but he had that charisma to pull people in. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, same thing. He wasn't, he didn't have a lot of moves. But he had that energy when he sprint to the ring and shake the ropes, like, I love that stuff. Like, I wasn't into the wrestling.
1: That reminds me, I had this debate with a friend, right? And he was saying, who was better, Austin or Hogan? I said Austin. Yeah. I put Austin And I said Austin was a better wrestler than the Hogan was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yes. So what do you mean?
0: Well, go look at the matches and see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was also different between Stone Cold's uh, era, because like, you know, in in Hogan's era, like they wanted to, you know, they loved the superhero types. Uh, That's true. Yeah. You know, but um, in Austin's era, being bad was actually cool. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't want to beat up their boss or I... you know who? Like they was just like NWO when they came out, mm-hmm. they was cool. Like yeah. that's why people liked them. They was they was cool as opposed to Hogan and you know Roddy Piper and their era in the eighties. It was all about superheroes.
1: Yeah, so right.
0: you know you you gotta. But again, Austin was a better techni- technically sound wrestler. So mm-hmm. that's why you know uh people i guess liked him um better or you know like um so like he he just had everything like he he was cool he beat up the boss he can wrestle uh but wrestling didn't really get him to where he was it was being a brawler is what got him you know yeah. the upper
1: ech- right. of... That style of fighting, yeah. Yeah. And when The Rock was like this, man, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, just... And The Rock didn't have a lot of moves either. I mean, he had a lot of moves. He knew a lot of moves because, you know, it was in his blood. But mm-hmm. he didn't really do a lot. But because he can talk, he had that look, the people's eyebrow... That's what people, you know, wanted to see. They wanted to see, okay, what's this man going to say now? Like, right. he said, yeah. Rudy Pooh, Candy Ass. That's yeah. That just got the people just going. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, yeah. that And just that whole era, like, everyone was just had something going at that time that it was like, okay, wrestling is... It was cool to watch. Was Life. it was, yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't like you still watch. It.
1: You know how people say it now. Yeah, like, you still watch that. Like, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? You know.
0: <laughs> it's all oh, man. I used to watch it in Austin. That's that's when it was cool to watch it. But now, and you know, back in the early nineties before Austin like it was like it was like you watch that stuff like why you watch wrestling like you was like a geek if you watch wrestling back then or you know if you watch it now you considered a geek but i can admit like right now i like who they got as uh, on the champions so. i like i like Drew McIntyre as a champion yeah and like roman reigns is doing some great heel I, work I, I love it i yeah. like it yeah, yeah. I, I love it too when he uh I mean, like when he was a face and it seemed like they was trying to shove him down our throat. He was Cena. Yeah, your favorite wrestler. You know
1: what? I find him less irritating. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because when, when he went away and came back, I was like, he's not that bad. And I was like, okay. All right. I'm not his fan or whatever, but okay. Yeah. It,
0: then Roman caught all the heat when Cena left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And. But now it's like he's getting that heat to where it's like you actually like him now, like yeah, oh, just yeah. like his his calm demeanor is just like wow, that, that dude is good.
1: I like that calm demeanor, like i am whoop your ass, like that. That that's a cool character. Like I'm like, please don't mess it up.
0: Yes, please, cause keep
1: the belt on him for a while. Let him let him build that up. Like, yeah. don't mess Drew up, neither. Like, keep the belt on him for a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I'm wondering, is is Edge going to come and take it from him? I think so. Because uh, the way they do these Hall of Famers, I'm glad that they didn't put the belt on Goldberg uh, at Royal Rumble. get
1: me wrong. I don't want to see Goldberg
0: no more. Uh, I know. I mean no, I, I don't. liked him back in the day, you know, but when he keep coming back, it's just like okay, go ahead and retire. Like my father say, go sit in that rocking chair. Hey, just just collect like, your it's like I like Jordan, but I wanna see him play right now. Yeah, yeah. Let me keep the watch. Yeah. No.
1: I I don't wanna see Goldberg no more. Like please, please. I hope you hear this Vince. Get Goldberg off my TV. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see him. But you got to admit, he does
0: look good for his age.
1: Yeah, but have—if you have him come in, have him like squash somebody.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, do a promo. Don't have him do like a whole match because he can't do a five-minute match. Yeah. And that's not saying he's not skilled. It's just his age and whatever the case may be. Don't yeah. don't show his weaknesses.
0: And don't—I <laughs> guess—don't shoot him straight to a title match, like, right off the get-go. Like, what he did with Ziggler at Survivor, I mean, at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, that was right. Come in. I was okay with that. Yeah, I was okay yeah. I was, I was okay with that. I mean, but... But with The Fiend? I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I feel like that he might come back tonight, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think so, because Randy Orton's in the chamber, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, th- yeah. I think he's... Yeah, um... So uh yeah um we'll get into that a little later. But uh Royal Rumble um Royal Rumble is like it's the start of the road to WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Um and um it's when they start putting together uh the card for Wrestlemania um and you've been watching Royal, uh watching wrestling for a while do you have a favorite Royal rumble memory
1: uh 2000 I like when the rock won it I think this year's uh women's world rumble was pretty good yeah that was I like what they're doing I hope I hope do not mess this up with Bianca Blair and Sasha Banks. Please do that. Yeah, I, I like, please don't mess this up. I'm Vince, again, listen, don't mess this up. <laughs> yeah. Please. That was a good one. I think 2017 was a good one for me, too. Uh, 99 when Vince won it, that was entertaining. That was pretty good. Some years that Austin won it. I like it's always been good, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those are the ones that
1: sticks out in my memory, the Royal Rumble's, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, like as far as Royal Rumble, uh, my, like the actual Royal Rumble match, I'd say my favorite is probably um, the, uh, what was that, 90, what year was it? I think it was 96 so or ninety-seven? When, it was ninety-six. When or uh, was it ninety-five? Oh, Sean. Yeah, with Sean and Bulldog, they started it off, and then that was ninety.
1: That was ninety-six
0: yeah.
1: when he was over the top rope, and he thought he threw him out. Yeah, and, and he, Bulldog was celebrating.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, that was ninety-six. Yeah, he pulled himself. That was probably my favorite, like yeah. World Rumble match. He liked Sean back then, though. Yeah. Because I was a big Bret Hart fan, so when he did the
1: Man match, yeah. couldn't stand up for a good. Yeah, 97, I really hated his guts. I didn't like him, TK, back in
0: like uh 02. Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's everyone's uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess you know. Um, but I say like my favorite moment from the actual event was. Undertaker versus Yokozuna, 94? 94. 94. Yeah, that's when I got back into WWE because, like, for a while I didn't watch WWE. Probably for, like, two years mm-hmm. because my cousin was, like, really into Ric Flair. So, he was always watching WCW. So, I was always watching WCW. And then Hogan went over to WCW, you know. Mm-hmm. And, was at 94 or whenever he went over so I was watching mostly WCW but yeah. um 94 when um they did the, because I remember I didn't see the actual event one of my friends let me borrow the tape the video cassette and I yeah. know some of my listeners might not know what video cassettes are but, like what's that <laughs> yeah but um, you know and they don't know what VCRs are because they got DVRs and DVDs now but that's something that we had back in the 90s and early 2000s for those that right. don't know right. but he let me borrow the videotape and watching that match it was like this is when you really thought the Undertaker was like the phenom because I remember that yeah because it was like all these guys was coming up, hitting them or whatever. He would not go down. He just kept sitting up like boom, 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 knocking them all out and then they opened the urn and all this smoke come out. And and then when he appeared on the screen and he made that speech, I was just like, whoa. Like...
1: And then, then, then the camera was in the coffin. He
0: did this and <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, and he and yeah. then start floating up in the air and then when they had Undertaker versus Undertaker, that's when I was like Yeah Wow, okay, yeah. let me yeah. get back into into WWE and and that's when um again I still thought uh I still thought that Bret Hart was boring. <laughs> um and <laughs> I was actually, and this is what brought on my dream of being a professional wrestler, was uh, Survivor Series when, um, uh, at that same event that Shawn Michaels came back, oh, Bret me. Hart went against Kevin Nash, or Diesel at the time. Six, Yeah, yes, I remember that, yeah, yeah. And he beat him and I hated it. Like I was booing, like I was probably the only one in there booing, <laughs> it was like, he knocked him through the table and he was out. I was like, yes, and <laughs> I was like, he gonna beat him. he's gonna keep the belt. And then he hit him with a small package and I'm just like, no. <laughs> and when he power bombed him, kept power bombing him, I was like, yes. Yes. I was I was probably the only one in there cheering when he kept beating him up. And I was like, okay, that's the Kevin Nash we like. So uh, uh-huh. I was um I was into it. But uh but yeah, I was I liked Kevin Nash. I like Diesel when you know he was champ. Um and I liked Shawn Michaels. And and just the people that was charismatic, like, you know, that can talk like Bret Hart didn't really talk. I mean, he talked, you know, I'm the access of execution and all that, but I guess now that I'm in the business, I can appreciate him because, you know, he was very technically sound, you know, coming from the dungeon and all that. But, uh, Honestly, Owen Hart, like, I thought Owen Hart was the greatest because, like, he had charisma. He can, like, he did all the high-flying stuff. Like, he was the man. Yeah, if, man, can you imagine if Owen was still alive? How many times, how many times have
1: you been a champion?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. He'd probably still be wrestling right now. And, it was good. And I, I could imagine if him and Eddie was still alive, the matches they both would have against each other. Him and Eddie, him and the Rock and his prime, and man, he, he
1: would have done good stuff. Man, he would have,
0: man, yeah. yeah that's that's all the what ifs of uh, right. You know this this business. Um, you know if this person was alive. If this person had made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what what they would have, uh, you know, going on right now. Would they be in AEW? Would they? Um, would they still be wrestling? Would they? Right. I mean, On Heart would definitely be in the Hall of Fame, as yeah. he should be now, but from what I hear, like, his... I, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, right. his, his family won't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Yeah, but, um, like, who are, are there any, like, stars today that you know you're you're feeling and hoping they you know reach that next level. I like uh I like Keith Lee. He's pretty
1: good. Um I like Adam Cole. I like a few of them forgetting them I'm like, damn. Um those are the two that really stand out like to me. Like I hope Vicks don't mess it up because a lot of times when, when they like on the the right steps of coming up, they just squash him. I like Matt Viral a little bit too though. I like I like him too.
0: Yeah,
1: I I'm I like back
0: to... and forth with him. Some days I'm just like, oh shut up. Yeah, I see to... Like him to get beat up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And um <laughs> and it's it seems like when guys uh get called up from NXT, uh that they they don't really have a direction for them. That's why, like, mm-hmm. I think that's why Finn Balor went back. Um, that's why Gargano and uh, and Ciampa, why they just gonna stay in NXT because they know once they go to, um, once they go to the so-called main roster, that they, you know, just a small fish in a large pond and. Yeah. Never really dig themselves out. Like, you know, Keith Lee had won both of the major singles titles at the same time. Mm -hmm. And get called up to raw. And I mean, yes, he has an intercontinental title shot, but it's like and he came in on fire, beating Randy Orton in his first night, but then it was just like Okay, where is he? Like there was a couple of weeks where he wasn't even on TV. And yeah, this man can work. I mean, for he's a good. big guy, he can move. He can move. He reminds me of Kevin Owens. Kevin's a big
1: guy, but he can move. Yeah. Like, he's good. He, he's
0: mm-hmm. real good.
1: Hey, yeah. I just I don't got no faith in him. They they always mess it up.
0: Yeah, and another guy who I think is gonna be a, a big star um is uh, priest, um, like I, I've seen him. You know, he's Punishment Martinez on the Indies, and then Ring of Honor and MCW and all that. And I like the dude has charisma, so I'm like, you know, he he can probably you know be a star. And you know they they got him doing some stuff with Bad Bunny, you know, so. He's probably getting the mainstream press and all that stuff. That's, okay, yeah, but it's like I'm wondering: once that run is course, are they gonna still, you know, do him right? Like, is or is he just gonna flounder like like other
1: people? Yeah, uh, you remember how he did back in the day? They hit you won like the Tag Team titles, and then you won the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Wow, and you went back and forth with that. And yeah. then you want King of the Ring and then That's how they did it back in the day. They always, you want an intercontinental title, you know, like that that's the next time they go for a big run, they're going for the title. That's how
0: they did it back in the day. Yeah. Now it's like you stay in that that
1: middle lane for
0: for a minute or forever. Yeah, I like the way back in the nineties they um they really built guys up. And I thought they was going in that direction um again. Uh by Having you come in, beat some no name, uh, local guy. You had oh, yeah. Yes. You know, saying Obvious. this person's coming yeah. and all that stuff. And then they come in, beat someone in like two minutes. And mm. then they start building them up, you know, like you said, tag team title, intercontinental. Um, and then eventually they work themselves up to the title and, you know, it went from there. But now it's just like, they throw you like to the top, and then you you start falling. Like, um, so like I like I like what uh, AEW is doing. Like they're giving everyone a chance to run. Like every every person has like a, a ongoing storyline. Like that's getting the proper spotlight. Yeah. As opposed to just a throwaway
1: match, so yeah, right, right. They keep the, they don't keep the same guys up top like forever. That's what W E does for a long time. Yeah. Once uh, they leave, there's like ain't got nobody else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, like even on the the women's division, it was like <sighs> I like Charlotte. She can work. She's she's a great, like, all-around wrestler, all that stuff. But, you know, stop sending her straight to the title. Like, you know. She is the female John (laughs) Cena. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole storyline that they they got going on now, I'm just like, why? But maybe this whole Lacey Evans being pregnant thing, you know, hopefully – you know, should be gone for a little bit. They can get away from this storyline, do something else, and let her build up the the rest of the roster. I mean, because she can work, so she can help build some of the, you know, up and coming stars. So yeah, um, and and I, I I really don't like what they're doing with Shayna Baszler because this woman is a former. MMA, you know, fighter, and I mean, like she can break bones with, like for real, yeah, yeah. And they got her doing all this comedy stuff with Nia Jax, and you know, and and uh, Lana, and all that stuff. Like, yes, she has a tag, the women's tag team title, but it really means nothing if. You know, they got her just doing this comedy stuff.
1: I, I don't really care for the 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 women's tag team division because I feel like it's not enough tag teams. Like, yeah, like it's not. It'd and be good if they really had like, like legit tag teams. They actually, spend time actually building a division. They don't really have like a, a solid tag team
0: division. They just throw people together. Like I don't understand why you break up the iconics and mm-hmm. um and, and and then just throw together these random tag teams like Lana and uh Naomi. Yeah. Where that come from? That's 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 stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um the only legit tag team they have right now is the Riot Squad. Yep. And they be losing a lot of the time. So um, so making the transition um from wrestling to the second thing that uh, I judge you on uh, when I first <laughs> met you, um, your choice in football teams. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, you know that I am a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> fan. Keep so. the rooms out. <laughs> yeah i know hey yeah, yeah i did it this year um so it's uh it, you know like yeah I, I did judge you on that
1: but mm-hmm.
0: um you know when we're not gonna you know dig into that because you know that might, that might start an argument or something but uh but i mean what do you think of the team that actually took y'all out of the playoffs uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl at forty-three years old. You know
1: what? I I really don't like Brady. I have a strong dislike for Brady, but you gotta admit the guys go. I mean, what? Who does that? Yeah, year on it. Who who who, who does that? Hey, like, you can't do that but respect it. You know. Yeah. Do I think he might? I think he might play another, another two years. I think.
0: Yeah, I think, I think so
1: too. Till forty-five, and he's gonna be done. And I thought like he might, I thought like he might sneak another ring, maybe, and get eight and be done with it. But you can not never respect that, you know. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, as far as my team, I respect it because it's like I didn't even expect them to get that far this year. Yeah. And that's me being an honest fan, like the way we started. We ain't got no name. We ain't got this. we coach and it's like I'm like, whatever, four wins. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's starting to But but I can say Chase Young, I like him. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Old school. Like I like we need players like that. Yeah. It, I guess just,
0: Yeah. Almost like Sean Taylor was. Yeah, yeah
1: that's what he reminded me of. Sean Taylor, yeah. I'm like, keep that man in our system forever. Don't mess his contract up. Take care of him. A quarterback, I don't know what we're going to do, but Wayne Haskins, I felt like he wasn't hungry enough. I felt like for some reason, when, when they go to D.C., they just think they just, oh, get the money, that's it. And they don't really <laughs> care about putting in the work. Yeah. If you're black, white, green, whatever, just do the work. Just, 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 just try, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yeah, that's that's true. Um, Same here as far as uh, Brady. Um, I am not a fan of his, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like... But mainly, I guess, because of his... The way he conducts himself when he loses. Like, he don't like to shake people's hands. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, they was... Like always winning him and Belichick, like you know they was they got caught cheating, you know the whole uh deflate gate and the whole uh what yeah. the, the bad thing, so I was just like, man, I don't like this dude, and you know it was like i guess i I think I disliked him as much as I disliked Brett Favre. But you know, not, not getting that either. But, um, but yeah, so it was like, uh, you know, I, I was just like, all right, man, get this, get this dude out of here. And yeah. when he uh, when he went over to Tampa Bay, I was just like, okay, you know, he's gonna go there, collect the check, be done. Just, just playing, you know, just playing, just for the fun of it. Like he's not going to do anything in Tampa right Bay. All. Yeah, but and especially how they started off, like they yeah. was losing, like they got swept by uh, the um, the Saints, mm-hmm. and and when they was going against them, well, okay, I rooted for Tom Brady one time you know, this year when they played the rest, the, I'm sorry, Washington football team in the, uh, <laughs> in the playoffs. But then I was just like, all right, the the Saints are going to get them up out of there. They already swept them during the year. So they're done. Yeah. And then they beat them. And I'm yeah. like, what's in the world? And then Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP year. And I was like, okay, he'll get them out of there. That's right, Went to the Super Bowl again, you know, his first time there in what 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, they'll get him invited. and then they beat them. And right. I'm like, okay, this how does this dude take him to the Super Bowl and win it in his first year? Like, usually it takes people, you know, a little time, they gotta get the chemistry together, you know, it might take them, you know a year or two before they really start clicking. And then with no preseason, I was like, okay, they're definitely not doing anything. And then what did they do? Go to the Super Bowl and beat them probably the most dominant team. And
1: yeah, I didn't expect that to happen.
0: Like, you know, Mahomes has just been just a monster. Like, okay. and all the weapons that he has and, he know how to get the ball to them and then if he can't get it to him he'll take off himself and they shut all that down like they didn't even score ten points and I mean that was that was unheard of too so it was like okay this dude is real like, yeah, he's like oh, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> I mean he he lifted their spirits and just I guess lifted the morale of the team, made everyone work, and just got them working together. And um yeah, so I'm I'm like, okay, this dude is the GOAT. Mm-hmm. And, and and one, you know, again, looking at the glasses half full. Uh one plus side of about it is one of their coaches. Is from this area? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Leftwich. You know, oh, okay. that's right, in, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Woodson. So yeah, you know, he couldn't get a ring as a player, but he got one as a coach. So
1: yeah, you
0: know, more more power to them. I'm 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 cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's that's fine with me. So uh, you're only my second guess. Um. On, on the show, uh, cause the rest of the episodes have been, you know, solo, just me, yeah. just rambling. Um, so, but you're going to be the first to do, uh, a segment, um, that I've heard on other shows, uh, called rapid fire. Well, oh, I'm, I'm going to give you, um, two, it, it might be players, it might be people, you know, just and you just gotta pick one or the other. Um okay. so uh rapid fire. So you right. ready? Let's go. Brady or Rogers? Rogers. Rock or Austin? Oh Jesus. rock. <laughs> NWO or DX? NWO. Okay, this might be a tough one. Eminem or Jay-Z? Eminem. Yeah, I kind of knew you picked that one. (laughs) Uh, I know how you feel about Eminem. Yeah. (laughs) Hogan or Cena? Hogan. Better Ace Crusher, the Diamond Cutter or the RKO? RKO. Charlotte or Trish? Trish. Roman Reigns or The Rock? Rock. Usos or New Day? New Day. Macho Man or Hogan? Macho Man. Jordan or Steph Curry? Jordan all day. <laughs> Bulls or the Wizards? Bulls. Redskins or Green Bay? Redskins. <laughs> gotta stick with the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's going to be it for today. Uh, I that was enjoy- great. Have you on the show. uh, we gotta do this again, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Let's do this again. Yeah. Uh I don't know when, uh, but yeah, we definitely gotta do this. Maybe make it a once a month thing, or you know, the pay per views come on. Yeah. Uh we just shoot the breeze about wrestling, you know, about yeah. life in general or whatever, you know. So um yeah, uh, Thanks for finally getting this done. I know, a good time. Yeah, so... Appreciate you doing man. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Welcome back to The Porter Project. We are going to get up out of here. But before I do, I'd like to thank my special guest, Craig Cooper. Trust me and believe, y'all. He will be back on the Porter Project very, very soon. It could be a once a month thing. could be once every couple of weeks. We'll just have to see where the stars align. I enjoyed every moment of this. Just two grown-ass men just having a conversation about any and everything. I respect the football teams. I love for wrestling, the importance of having that in circle to help you navigate through life, and I love for fitness. So look forward to him being on. The Porter Project very very soon, and please go out your way to listen to episode twenty of the Walk and Purpose podcast with your sp- special guest. Yours truly. Continue to like, share, follow, subscribe. Let all your friends know about your favorite podcast, The Porter Project. Continue to reach out to me on all social media platforms. Twitter, simply Sid. That's S-M-P-L-Y-S-I-D on Twitter. sm porter on Instagram. And sydneyporter Porter on Facebook. And if you must send an old-fashioned email... S-M Porter, Jr at gmail.com We are still in this pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming up on a year. Hopefully, there's a little light at the end of the tunnel as we have these vaccinations out. I'm looking forward to getting mine because I am looking forward to getting back to traveling getting back to flying, getting back to some sort of normalcy. Uh, But in the meantime, we must continue to thoroughly wash our hands, wear our mask, social distance, all of that stuff. Uh, We're going to get through this, y'all. It's just taking a little time. But through God's will, we will make it through this. This has been your host, Sydney Porter. Be safe and have a good week.